Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for December 29, 2019. This is the last show for 2019, and we wish each and every one of you a happy and prosperous new year. We hope you've enjoyed our programming this past year. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we very much appreciate those of you who take the time to call or email, letting us know what you enjoy and what you would like to hear in the future. It was wonderful to hear from Linda Shavira a couple of months ago. Linda and I were in the first through eighth grade together at the Kentucky School for the Blind, and she called to catch up on old times, and to say she stays in touch by listening to sound prints. Margaret Johnson in Arkansas has been listening for years, even back to when we were on Clear Channel Radio, now iHeartMedia. Margaret called to ask if we were going to include music from the KSB music program this year. Margaret, just keep listening. It's on page four. Sound Prince is heard at New Days and Times on ACB Radio Mainstream. Here's our new schedule. Thursdays, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Fridays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sundays, 8 and 11 p.m. Mondays, 8 and 11 a.m. Wednesdays, 4 and 7 a.m. and 4 and 7 p.m. For more information about our schedule and to make suggestions for future features or give us feedback on what you like and don't like on Soundprints, give us a call at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. A quick reminder that you can still use Ira for free for any shopping task, both in stores and online. This offer is good from now through January 11. For more information, call Ira at 800-835-1934. Dan Spoon became president of ACB this past July in Rochester, New York. On page 2, Dan looks back at 2019 and gives us a glimpse of what's coming up in 2020 in ACB. Jim Thune, an alumnus of the Indiana School for the Blind who now lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky, is an avid chess player. On page 3, you'll meet Jim and learn about a new opportunity for blind chess players to get together regularly by phone. Our Christmas montage on page 4 includes sound clips from the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Christmas Party on December 7, featuring music led by Deanna Scoggins and Terry Turlock and Michael McCarty as Santa. Then, there's music from the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Party in Lexington on Wednesday, December 11. And it came upon a midnight clear part of our music fun at the December 20 roundabout. The music program at KSB on December 20 was entitled A Kentucky Christmas, and our final segment on page 4 begins with a call to the post by the Churchill Downs official bugler, followed by Bluegrass White Snow, sung by Kentucky School for the Blind elementary school student Haley Hitner. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. 
On the line with me is Dan Spoon. He's the president of the American Council of the Blind. He's from Orlando, Florida. And this is the first time that he's done one of these end-of-the-year, beginning-of-next-year interviews for Soundprints because he was just elected to ACB's president in July of this year. So welcome, Dan. We're so glad you're president of ACB, and we're very pleased you can be with us today. Well, thank you, Carla. I uh, wish you a happy holidays, have a, you know, a joyous new year, and uh, it's been an exciting uh, 2019, but 2020, it kind of has a special ring to it. You, you, it you know, does. It, it kind of feels like it's tied to vision a little bit, that 2020 vision we don't have, but I think it's something, uh, you know, it's, it sh- should be an inspirational year for us. I think so, too. Give us a little look back at ACB in 2019, and then um, talk to us about what you would like to see ACB do or where you would like to see us go in 2020. Sure. Well, thank you, Carla. Uh, first, I just want to say I had you know, the wonderful opportunity to serve in Kim Charlson's administration for the last six years. And I look at uh, kind of ACB as we move forward once I got elected in Rochester in July of 2019 is really continuing uh, the, the wonderful work that Kim and her administration had been able to pull forward for ACB. We had some really great successes in uh, balancing our budget for the first time in a long time and, and, and really stabilizing our thrift stores and uh, some wonderful breakthroughs in advocacy and the hiring of a new executive director four years ago and Eric Bridges. And so I just think, uh, you know, Kim uh, and then Mitch before her did, did an excellent job in, in kind of, um, you know, getting ACB where it is today. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to build on, on all of uh, Kim and her administration's wonderful work. We, we did have an opportunity this year to hire two new staff folks. We bought Clark Rackful in, in February, like a week before the legislative <laughs> seminar, so we threw him right into the the deep end of the swimming pool and he's really (laughs) really done an outstanding job i think uh, him and claire are our advocacy specialist uh claire stanley have just done a really good job of communicating we've we've gotten the acb advocacy update podcast established it comes out on a regular basis every thursday and I think uh, it's, it's been a very good vehicle for us and something we need to look at doing more and more with uh, in the future. Uh, we also were able, uh, with the uh, money we had in the budget, to hire Cindy Van Winkle as our uh, membership uh, coordinator, ACB membership coordinator. And she has really hit the ground running, going and reaching out to the affiliates. Uh, She's contacted all the affiliate presidents. She's done surveys. She's done interviews. She's done some really good data analysis on ACB, and and I think we're learning a lot on how we um, uh, kind of uh, have a better relationship with our members and also work at growing our membership, which is going to be one of our major goals in 2020. So we welcome Cindy aboard, and I think she's just done a, a really, really good job. So. Uh, as we um, kind of look forward to 2020, I think we've established in, in the fall of this year a set of uh, program steering committees. Uh, for those who may not be w- aware of the, the deep uh, kind of inner workings of ACB, we have 
19 special interest affiliates and, and 48 uh, state affiliates. But in addition to that, uh, we have 38 working uh, committees, which is a lot of committees to manage with a staff of uh, 10 to 12 people. So uh, what we came up with was uh, to help kind of solve this problem having everybody work well together, collaborate on our most important issues, is to uh, pull together nine key steering committees, which will act as the kind of catalyst and, and objective and priority setting uh, group uh, for our organization. And so all of our 38 uh, committees roll up to these nine programs. And they're the convention, uh, advocacy, membership services, information and peer support, which is really important, I think, to our, our well-being, uh, scholarships and awards, the audio description project, public awareness, and then two more uh, kind of supportive functions, which are our management and administration, all of our accounting and HR, thrift store management, and then our development and fundraising. So we've taken these nine programs and staffed them with uh, uh, a lead person from our, our staff. Uh, so somebody is assigned from Eric Bridges to be on the lead leadership team, along with a member of our ACB volunteer members, as well as five board members, and then all the committee chairs. And so that, uh, that rolled up to each of these programs. So I think it gives us a really good steering committee that should be able to share ideas and get consensus between the board, the staff, and our committee chairs. And I think as we set objectives, we'll really put us in a good position to move forward in 2020 to reach, uh, you know, our key goals and objectives for ACB. So those committees have all been formed, and they're having their initial meetings, and we're really excited about that. I think it's a, a real opportunity for us to move forward and kind of a adapt a little more of what I call an accountability culture. Coordinate our committees yeah. so that committees that are working on similar programs um, are communicating with each other and not duplicating each other's efforts. That's right. We, we, you know, we, I think the more we can get everybody to work collaboratively to set our priorities, uh, have those same priorities be with our staff, and have the support of our board of directors, it's just going to put us in a much better position. And I think what it also allows us to do, we had a really good, uh, excellent meeting with our public awareness uh, steering committee right before the holidays, is that there's got to be work across these programs. So they're not nine silos. You know, uh, <laughs> the you know advocacy steering committee needs the help of the public awareness steering committee on how to properly communicate what's going on in the advocacy area, or what's going on in the information and peer support area, or what's going on in scholarship and awards. So right now, all these committees kind of put their own communications plans together. Um, they have their own timetables. So I think it's going to give us really an opportunity to do things in a much more organized uh, and deliberate fashion. And therefore, we will be much more coordinated in everything that we do while still maintaining that individual activity from those committees. And that'll be, that'll be a good thing. Right. I really, I really think it'll work out well. I also mm -hmm. want to say uh, thanks to Larry Turnbull. You know, he had a, 
a wonderful time being our uh, ACB uh, radio manager. And oh, so yes. I appreciate his efforts. He had some significant health issues, and uh, so he had to leave ACB, at least for right now. But we've uh, had our ACB radio management team, steering committee, has really stepped up and I think worked very well as a team. You're a member of that committee, Carla, but we have you know a group of five or six people that have really um, – are working hard now to uh, kind of revamp ACB radio, and I look forward to all their efforts. We've hired Jason and Debbie to kind of uh, work as part-time contractors to help us move forward into 2020. I think we're in good shape there. Yes, and one thing about um, about having Jason Kassenquay and Debbie Hazelton as the um, two new people working officially working in that um, from the steering committee standpoint is that those two people um, in that interim period between uh, when someone needed to step up and 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 work on ACB radio they along with Jeff Bishop and Deb Cook Lewis just did and Rick Morin did mm-hmm. an amazing amount of work and support uh, on ACB radio and and continue everyone continues to really be involved and you know as a member of that team i i mean i just stand back in amazement and look at the amount of work that those people all do for acb radio they just do an outstanding job they do not just acb radio they help Mm -hmm. coordinate all the podcasts that you see uh you know up on the website that people can download uh, again, this year at our convention in Rochester, the team just did an amazing job. I think we generated over a hundred hours of content uh, out of our convention through different workshops, general sessions, uh, the banquet. Just went on and on. And so, I would really encourage people if you didn't get a chance to go to the convention in 2019 in Rochester, please go to ACB Radio. Uh, and look at all the podcasts that are available. It's just, um, it's it's a plethora. Wow, that's an exciting word. Plethora (laughs) of uh, content that just, uh, uh, you know, you'll feel like you were were at the convention and didn't miss a thing if you've got uh, the time to invest in in all the wonderful podcasts that got generated there. And, you know, I I have to put a little plug in here for the mini-mall because for the first time, we have just a tremendous NLS type cartridge with all of that information on it. And if you were not one of those people that um, purchased it through registration, um, you can receive that cartridge. You can buy a cartridge through the mini-mall for $25, and it includes all of this kind of all of this stuff and it's just fabulous in addition to that if you don't have the ability to use the cartridge you can request that that information come to you on a flash drive and we have those available and dan those flash drives have the acb logo on them too so very nice yes. that's that's wonderful and so i think we we really had a good year in 2019 and i look forward to 2020 Carla, I think one of the most important things as we move forward in 2020 is we'll have a couple of major events this year. Of course, we have the D.C. Leadership Conference, uh, which is held February 22nd through the 25th at the Holiday Inn in Alexandria, Virginia. 
the 22nd will be the ACB Board of Directors meeting, and then on the 23rd, uh, we will have the President's meeting. The 24th is the Legislative Seminar, and the 25th is when we have an opportunity to go walk on Capitol Hill and visit our legislative offices. So it's, uh, it's to me, uh, you know, it's, it's the event I like best associated with ACB. The conferences is, is wonderful. Uh, the convention, but I'm telling you, this is a chance to to go and uh, meet with all the leaders inside of ACB and network, uh, take the opportunity to, to go to dinner and get to know some folks better and chat with them. It's a wonderful networking opportunity. It's kind of a slower pace, uh, and it really gives you a chance to, uh, you know, enjoy the company of, of folks that are going through the same mission that you're going through it with to improve the lives of our blind and visually impaired community. And I always come away with that, with, with new relationships and new friendships. And uh, it, I just really, really enjoy that event. And I think we're going to try to you know, have a few more workshops this year and give people more opportunity to network and, and interact. So I really encourage people to come uh, to uh, the leadership conference in February. And then, of course, our convention will be in Schaumburg, Illinois, just outside of Chicago this year, from July 3rd through the 10th. Uh, all kinds of exciting tours are lined up. Uh, it's it's it going to be interesting for me. It's my first uh, opportunity to, you know, be in front of our general sessions and, and lead the convention, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, for the first time this year, with your registration fee, uh, you're not going to have to pay for any of the committee breakout sessions, that, that the ones that don't involve food. So if you're just uh, having a workshop to discuss, uh, I don't know, a diabetic uh, uh, equipment, uh, and you wanted to go to that workshop but didn't feel comfortable paying the 6 or $8 to attend that, you won't have to pay that this year. So all of the non-food um, type of events, uh, the standard workshops will be included in your registration fee, which I think is going to be That's great. a really benefit for mm -hmm. our some of our members who don't have a lot of money. It's going to give them an opportunity to really attend a lot more events. So I'm very excited about that. Right. And it again, those dates are July 3 through July 10. Start planning now because there's just so much at the convention. Exhibits, workshops, general sessions, opportunity to meet people. If you didn't do anything but go to the convention and ride the elevator, it would be fabulous because you would meet people from everywhere. And um, it's, it's an absolutely beautiful hotel. Uh, I had an opportunity to go there for the fall board meeting. It's a, it's a really, really nice facility. Mm -hmm. And it's only a mile and a half away from the Woodfield Mall, which is the second largest mall, I think, in the United States. So oh my goodness. So all kinds of shops and restaurants and all within a, mm -hmm. a very short uh, Uber ride or, or hotel shuttle to, it, mm -hmm. to attend those venues. So mm -hmm. I think it'll really be... Uh, really be a nice convention. It's also uh, just one uh, convention center attached to the hotel, so uh, e easy to walk and, and, and meticulate back and forth between the, between the hotel rooms and the, and the restaurants and the convention space. So I think we're really, really going to enjoy it. 
It sounds wonderful. Well, Dan, we are out of time, but I so appreciate you being with us on Soundprints, and we're just very, very excited about all the things that 2020 will have in store for ACB. And again, congratulations on being president of ACB. Thank you, Carla, and to everybody out there, thank you for being a member of ACB and listening to Soundprints. Have a great year. Page three. Now I'm speaking with Jim Thune. He lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and is a graduate of the Indiana School for the Blind. Jim is the president of an organization in Bowling Green called the South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind. And we were very pleased to be able to attend their Christmas party on December 1. And um, Jim is very much involved in chess and... Uh, other activities as well, but we're going to be talking about chess today because uh, Jim is a professional blind chess player as well as having taught chess in the past. So welcome, Jim, to Sound Prince. We're so glad you're here. Delighted to be here. Uh, thanks, Carla, for the opportunity to to uh, peddle one of my one of my favorite commodities, and that is the game of chess, also known as the game of kings and uh, emperors. There's a lot of history uh, associated with it, but uh, today we'll we'll talk about chess in the in the modern day as a uh, very accessible activity. Some call it a sport, some call it a game, but whatever you call it, it's an accessible activity, portable, uh, relatively inexpensive, and uh, you it, it can build bridges between yourself and people from all over the world. And it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. No, you don't it have doesn't. yeah, it, you don't uh, have to be constantly updating your equipment or getting a new version or whatever. Chess pieces have been and chess boards have basically been the same configuration for thousands of years. Quite a uh, quite a length of time um, the <clears throat> excuse me, the sets that uh, there's, there are several sets available in the U.S. and Canada and, and also from uh, various other countries. Just a real quick aside, incidentally, uh, my wife and I recently took a river cruise uh, from Budapest, Hungary, up to Amsterdam, ne uh, Netherlands. That is significant to this discussion because while we were in Budapest, we went to a market, just a, a common market, um, not anything whatsoever to do with any kind of adaptive stuff. And my wife happened to mention that she saw some chess sets, and I was interested. We started looking. A salesperson came over to talk to us, and I said, you don't by any chance have any sets that uh, would be adapted in any way for a blind person. He walked away. He came back a few minutes later, and in his hand he had a... Uh, a chessboard with pieces, um, which quality-wise is is almost as good as another one I'm going to tell you about. Um, the really remarkable thing about this is that uh, when I asked him how much it was, eleven dollars U.S. Oh my! You bought Ten one, euros. right? <laughs> Ten euros, and it is a quality wood board. Um, Raised square, uh, black squares raised, white squares lower, uh, as any adaptive board you'll see. 
uh, each square drilled in the center with a hole for the pegs of the chess pieces to stand in. The pieces do not wobble. The pieces do not fall over. Um, the pieces are I'm very sure that they're uh, very polished wood. They could possibly be plastic, but I'm almost certain they're very polished wood. Uh, the Staunton design, which is the design you expected to use in any tournament, um, it was just a gorgeous set, and I instantly bought one. And it, this was in a in a just a, a common market. I didn't have to go uh, to to you know any place specifically for blind people. This was this was uh, just out there where all the people were. I thought it was really remarkable. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, and while we're on the subject of the the chess sets themselves, um, tell us about the other uh, set that uh, that you've purchased from from England. There is a uh, there's a, a set. The I'm not sure if the guy actually sells uh, or, or mails from the UK or from LA, mm -hmm. uh, as in Los Angeles, but um, a website that you want to make note of. Uh, so I'll give you just a couple of seconds to grab something to make a note with, uh, listeners. And the chess set, the, or the, the website that you want to make note of is this. It is www.chessbaron, as in C-H-E-S-S-B-A-R-O-N, just like you know, the, the baron, uh, dukes and barons and lords and whatnot, chessbaron.com. Uh, it's run by a guy named Baron Turner. Baron is actually his first name. Uh, it's not his title as far as I know, but in any case, uh, Baron Turner runs this. He markets chess sets, excellent quality sets, uh, wood board, wooden pieces. Again, the pieces don't wobble. The, they, um, uh, they are, they're adapted so you can tell the white from the black easily, um, he has 10-inch boards, and he has 13-inch boards. The pieces, I believe, are the same size, uh, regardless of the set. They run in the, the king is, is about three to three and a half inches tall. The pawns are probably an inch and a half to two. Um, a very nice size for for um, manipulating. They will run. He, he sold them to us for $69 a set. Uh, the U.S. Blind Chess Association had occasion to to buy several of these sets for the Florida School for Deaf and Blind. Uh, they have a chess club down there. They uh, take their kids out to to uh, mainstream tournaments and uh, reached out to us for some help getting some sets, and we we got those for them. Uh, they're gorgeous. Sixty nine dollars. Um, Baron is extremely accessible via telephone. Uh, there's a 213 area code number you'll find on the website. Very manageable website. Um, check him out because if you're looking for a chess set, his would be the one I would recommend uh, over and above all others. Okay. All right. Now, let's talk about your chess activities, how you got into chess, and... Um, and you, ha I think you have a new, uh, I think you have a new, uh, should I call it a service or um, event coming up? Uh, and so tell us about that as well. The, um, I'll start here. Um, 
Christmas of 1961, my 11th, 11th Christmas. Um, for some reason, I never did find out from my parents what, what that reason was, but for some reason they got me a chess set. So parents of blind kids, um, I hope you'll, you'll take note because that chess set um, has become my bridge to people from all over the world. Um, now, back in 1961, we didn't have the Internet, uh, any of the electronic stuff that, that uh, we have, have today. Um, but they, they got me this chess set. A fellow from the Indianapolis uh, Chess Club came out to the School for the Blind, started teaching, uh, came out once a week to teach uh, those of us interested uh, to play chess. And a good half dozen of us stayed with it through the, the years that I was in school there. And I've gone on to play tournaments. Uh, I played my first tournament in 1965 or 66, a little junior tournament at the, the Indiana, uh, in Indianapolis. And uh, then in the 70s, started playing seriously. Uh, and, and since then, I've, I've won the, the uh, U.S. Blind National Championship three times taken second twice um, and and because of chess I've, I've now played chess with people in 20 different countries um, gotten an opportunity to go to France uh, to play in the French National Blind Championship it, it has become with, with the internet and Skype it has become just a uh, almost incredible um, opportunity for uh, for anybody uh, but certainly for um, blind individual to to meet people get get acquainted. The um, the event uh, that's coming up uh, years ago, back in the 70s, I met a fellow named Bob Rathman through the U.S. B B blind Chess Association. Bob's Baptist, Baptist minister, and he taught the chess classes for the Hadley Institute. Uh, for 16 years. In, when I retired in 2014, I got a hold of Bob, reconnected with the USBCA, and found out that, that Hadley offered chess courses, which I didn't know. Found out that he was teaching those chess courses. Again, it was something I didn't know. Uh, but I asked him, since I was interested in teaching, what I might do to... Um, maybe get myself in line because I knew he, he was older than I am and I'm pushing 70 uh, thinking that he was going to retire one of these days um, ask him what I might do to to get myself in line so that when he decided to retire from teaching for Hadley I might be able to step into to the spot the discussion led to uh, my creating something that I call the chess gather Chess Gather is an opportunity for people to get together for a couple of hours to talk about chess, uh, to learn about chess, to analyze a game of chess that we've played, um, to find out what we did right, what we did wrong. And um, so for a couple of years, um, once, uh, actually for a while I was doing it twice a week, uh, we would get together on the Out of Sight website, uh, out hyphen of hyphen site s i g h t dot o r g if anybody doesn't know um, and and uh, in one of their chat rooms we would get together 
and talk about chess. Um, due to circumstances, that took a hiatus through 2019, but as of, um, let me see, I think it's Saturday, January 11th, if I have the date correct, uh, yep, January <laughs> 11th, that is resurrecting. So uh, for those of you, anybody might be interested in in sitting in on a session, uh, right now the, the time looks like 10 a.m. Central Time, Saturday, January 11th. Check into the Out of Sight website. Go to the Chess Castle chat room, and you'll find me and hopefully a bunch of other people there uh, getting ready to talk chess for a couple of hours, and um, we're going. We plan to do that probably twice a month. Um, the date and time will probably change uh, from time to time, just to accommodate people for whom Saturday isn't convenient, for whom 10 a.m. isn't convenient. Uh, I'm, I'm going to float it, but we're resurrecting the chess gather beginning January 11th of 2020. All right. And at that site, you can find out also uh, a lot more, uh, if we don't have time to cover, about the USBCA, because our elections are coming up in uh, in January. Um, just... Uh, what, 10 days ago, I sent out emails to actually some 70 uh, people associated with USBCA to tell them about our upcoming elections and to, to try to garner uh, interest in, in the organization. Because uh, so, we've got <clears throat> some things on the, on the stove that uh, we, we're trying to do for 2020. Okay. So if someone is interested in getting more information about... <clears throat> either uh, your uh, chess ev regular chess events or in uh, finding out more about the um, U.S. Blind Chess Association. Can they give you a phone call or email you? They certainly can. Um, Let's give your uh, phone number uh, and email. The phone number, uh, area code is 971-242-9000. So 971-242-9991. That is an iPhone. So uh, voicemail is fine. Text is fine. Um, and and uh, you're welcome to call me. My uh, email, Hazel, H-A-Z-E-L, was in the name of my seventh uh, guide dog. Nut, N-U-T-T. I chose hazelnut because uh, the hazelnut is the state nut of Oregon. Just in case you wondered, Oregon is the only state that actually has an official state nut that is not a politician. <laughs> so, uh, but when I when I put my email in, uh, 2001, uh, hazelnut 2001, somebody had already grabbed it for whatever reason. So I put two T's. So it's Hazelnut with two T's, 2001. That was the year that Hazel was born. And uh, it is at gmail.com, H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-T, 2001, at gmail.com. Okay. 
Well, we appreciate you being with us. We will look forward to hearing about the activities and hopefully um, the events as they grow and hearing more about the U.S. Blind Chess Association in the upcoming months. So please keep in touch, and um, thanks for being on Soundprints today. Thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to, like I said, my favorite commodities. Um, it's a great game. Uh, I All hope right. you'll reach out, and uh, if you're not involved, already get involved with us. Okay. Thanks a lot for having me on. Page four. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you what. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, checking his voice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa comments, I think we need some jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on my horse on the sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on my horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow, in one horse open sleigh. Oh, look as we go. everybody greater louisville council of the blind what a great group you guys are we've been doing this for a long time haven't we i tell you at least the weather's not quite as cold this year as it was last year it's almost like coming into a summer break around here this time around it's not too bad compared to where it is up in the north pole it's extremely cold there but here it's not too bad not too bad at all so I got the reindeers down at the UPS facility again. They're being taken care of there, so they're going to feed them and get them all ready to go for our continued stops that we got to make. We got a few more places to go today. So yeah, we got them at UPS. That's the only place we could find that was big enough to park. So we decided we'd get them out there. And then uh, we, we'll, of course, we'll, we got our police escort over here. And so that was always pretty good. The mayor always sets us up pretty good. So I know what some of you are thinking. Don't think it. You're probably thinking like me. That's the first thing he's done good all year long. 
<laughs> he might not be getting anything for Christmas this year. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we're going to get the kids up here and let them say hello and see what they want for Christmas. And then we're going to start passing out some gifts because that's what the old Santa Claus is here to do. Who wants to go first? I'm going to set these bells over here. Actually, I'll set them over here on my lap. I'll do it that way. Me, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want? Tell them what you want for Christmas. There you go. She's not shy. I want a bike. You want a bike? What kind of bike? Yeah, that kind. I want the blue one. A blue one? Yeah. Well, we can do a blue bike. You want any characters on your bike? Yeah. Who? What characters do you want? Like uh, blue. He just wants blue. He's not picky at all as long as it's blue. There's Brentley. So Brentley's got his present. Say thank you. What'd you get in that bag? Did we get pictures of Brentley? Monster what? Monster Jam. All right. Monster Jam. All right. Going to get so, a few more pictures, and then Santa's going to head on out to the next stop. All right. Let's give Santa a round of applause. I think he was great. I know back to the office. Where the welcome everyone to the Council of the Blind. Hey. So everybody, this is. So um, I take it you don't want to come in. Octet is actually the name of them. Although you might think that oct, that implies eight people. And so it seems like no matter what we do, we can't get that number right. So for a number of years, I just kind of let everybody in the group that wanted to be in it, and we usually ended up with like 13 people in our octet. And uh, this year I decided that I was going to be really strict and only let eight people in. So we had auditions and interviews, and I only let eight people in. And then today, um, it turns out that our vehicle, our big SUV that we use to drive in, is broken down and it only oh, turns wow. right. <laughs> and although some of the students felt like that, we could make that work, I didn't think that it was safe, so I had to bring however many I could bring in my car. So we're going to sing some carols for you. Feel free to sing along. Feel free to talk. We're, you, know, you don't have to stop what you're doing, but um, we hope you enjoy a few Christmas Pass away the old year passes. La 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 la. 
Oh my goodness. This sounds like something out of a bar. No, <laughs> Gracious.
Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. On January 1, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its conference call support group at 8 p.m. If you're experiencing vision loss and have questions, tips, and comments, feel free to come to this call and share. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On January 2, the KCB Scholarship and Technology Committee will meet at 8 p.m. by phone. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. Also on January 2, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its next conference call. This is a monthly meeting of lions from around the country and is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be more involved in your local clubs. The call is at 9 p.m. and the number is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On January 3 is the first GLCB roundabout of the new year. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5. Discussion time 5 to 6. Dinner 6 to 7. Bunko, cards, and other games from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. January 4, Louis Braille, A Tactile Story, from 1 to 3 p.m. at the APH Museum. To celebrate National Braille Month, we honor Louis Braille, the 12-year-old boy who invented the code now used worldwide by people who are blind to read and write. Participants will rely on their sense of touch to examine various artifacts and facsimiles from our collection using techniques used by museum curators to help reveal what stories each has to tell us about Louis Braille's life and legacy. Free, but space is limited. Best for adults and children age 6 and up. Registration is required. For call 502-899-2213 to sign up. On January 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings. Advocacy from 7 p.m., and Education, Activities, and Technology, the EAT Committee, at 8 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On January 5, ACB Families will have its Program and Support Group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. January 6 is a Savvy Program Committee meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833. The code is 3572-595-193. January 8, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its meeting by conference call at 7 p.m. Eastern. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. On January 8, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. by phone at 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. January 9 is the first 
Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision support group meeting in Louisville for the new year. It's from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. On January 10 is a Savvy Workshop from 10 to 12 Central Time at Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. For information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On January 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5, Discussion Time, 5 to 6, Dinner, 6 to 7, Bingo, $2 a person from 7 to 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On January 11, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its board meeting at 11 a.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. January 12, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter will meet at 8 p.m. by conference call at 669-900-6833, and the code is 3572-595193. On January 13, ACB Next Generation will have its nationwide conference call at 8.30 p.m. by phone. This is for ACB members and others who are 40 and under. The phone number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 3572-595193. January 14 is the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired Savvy monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. They will celebrate Louis Braille's birthday, share information, collect dues, and have a Constitution and Bylaws Committee meeting at Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On January 14, the Savvy Board will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time by telephone at 669-900-6833. The code is 3572-595-193. And on January 15, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a conference call support group at 8 p.m. Individuals statewide are encouraged to call and ask questions, share tips, and comments about living with low vision. The phone number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On January 16, the KCB Scholarship and Technology Committee will meet at 8 p.m. by phone. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On January 17, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout will be from 3.30 to 9.30 p.m. Education and Technology, 3.30 to 5. Discussion time, 5 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7. Music, games, and other activities from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 
or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.